I know I have a lot to learn, you know, and yeah. I have a, a long way to grow. And I think that having the teachers that I've had growing up, um, you know, they've really just made sure that I've always been aware that there's always so much more to learn. So I packed my bags and I packed my acoustic. Then I moved to a town that is known for live music. Learned a cover or two, so I know how to do it. Now I write my own songs. There's nothing to it. What's up, everybody? It is Sunday, August the 18th, 2019, and this is episode eight of Singer Songwriter with Tom Meany. How's it going, friends? Today is a very special episode of the podcast. My guest today is someone who we are wishing a fond farewell to, and her name is Emma Dean. How you doing, Emma? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be that you're here too. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some special guests in the in the Buda Studios as well. Mr. Edward. Yes. Edward. Yes, Edward is here, present and accounted full. Eddie Dickerson, a.k.a. Steve Violin. Eddie yeah. Shreddy. That's the nickname. You're the only person who calls me that. Time. That's And that's how it should be. Yes. Um, and also, Kimberly Zelnicki. Hello. My new friend who I've met for the first time. Woo. Uh, in a very, I was in a very drunken state recently. <laughs> And I got to meet Kimberly was Kimberly. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is uh, my way of wishing Emma farewell. And um, I'm going to give you a little backstory of how I know Emma Dean. And we'll ask some questions and we'll hear some music and uh, have a good time with my buds in the studio. This is the first time we've had three guests and I think it's going to work out well. We can just... Have a good time. Everybody relax. Everybody seems so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I hit record, everyone kind of perked up. and. <laughs> yeah, you want us to be normal. I, I want you to be like, if I wasn't in the room and you guys were just hanging out in the green room Ooh. of a show that you're about to play. I don't know you if don't you want, want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let me, let me give the backstory. okay? This would have been at least four years ago at strange brew open mic which emma does not remember but i remember her because she came up there and was 14 years old and played a very difficult i don't even know who it was that you were uh, playing probably a tommy emmanuel song <laughs> that's could have my, been that was my obsession in, in the 14th year of my life okay it could have been tommy emmanuel and uh, i was 
flabbergasted. That's the first time I've actually said that word in my life. Yeah. Um, and then I looked around the crowd and everyone else was as, as well. And um, then a little while later, both of us opened for Jamie Harris at the Cactus Cafe. We did. And that's when we officially met and I met your mom. Yes. Jennifer Dean, superhero. She is. Um, and I feel like that was kind of the beginning of where you guys kind of befriended me as a, um, let me think, let's see, how do I describe this? <laughs> that was the uh, night that I, hopeless I got your guy. CD and I brought it home and I learned all the words in about 24 hours. Well, I'm, I'm so happy. You have done so many cool things is, that have honored me as far as learning my songs and things like that. But I think it's great because... <laughs> When I met you and your mom, we all became buds. And then I felt like um, hopeless guy, right? Hopeless single guy who, hey, mom, we need to cook dinner for Tom from time to time. And that, <laughs> that was always to my benefit. And I'm never going to complain about that. But we all became friends. And Emma, you and I have played, um, perf we've performed together since then. Uh, and I've been over to the house several times and going over to that house is something unlike any other experience that most people I know uh, could imagine. But I sometimes will kind of Facebook live it or put a little video so that they can get a snippet of what that's like. But typically it's, you know, five musicians in the living room, <laughs> world class musicians at that playing a song that maybe they don't even have ever, never played together before, but it sounds like they've been rehearsing this for months. Anyway, Ed's laughing at me. Edward is <laughs> laughing at me. Oh, always laughing at you, Tom. But that is how we met. And then over the last few years, we have, uh, I have come to know that you and I have a, a few mutual heroes as we far do. as musical heroes. Um, which is another reason I think you're cool because you don't mind admitting. I love John Mayer. That you're a John Mayer <laughs> fan, and anyone who says that confidently um, is a friend of mine. Um, also, we both like uh, David Ryan Harris, which you really introdu you introduced me to his music. I knew who he was because he's the guitar John Mayer's guitar player. Right. But you introduced me to. The fact that this guy is his own singer-songwriter deal, you forwarded me a link or something to uh, to one of his first CDs. Mm -hmm. um, and also, we both like uh, Amos Lee. I love Amos Lee. He was one of my favorites when I was six and seven years old. I yeah. I, I just love him. Great, so great songwriter. And um, now the our newest uh, mutual hero is Mateus Mateus Asado. Asado, yeah. Oh my gosh, I spend my 2 a.m., you know, like, YouTube wormhole <laughs> time on Mateus Asado. Yeah, I that's feel like what I watch. He, is the, he is the only kind of guitar hero of today that seems to be in the, in the public, like in, in the media. So yeah. when I was growing up, you know, Steve Vai... Uh, Joe Satriani, Eddie Van Halen, who's a little bit before my time, actually. But we actually had these guitar heroes mm -hmm. where they had magazines, guitar magazine and guitar player. And every episode or every not episode, every uh, what do you call it? Volume was 
hey, it's uh, there's two songs and we're going to give you the music to how to play it, right? Tablature. Um, but nowadays, there's not a whole lot of that going on. But really, and there's not a lot of guitar heroes coming out these days because there's no more like songs where the the electric guitar is featured, really. Right. Not every song back in my day had a solo. And now there's not a whole lot of I that. think they're all hiding. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the last couple months, I've been able to find some bands where I'm like, these bands have amazing guitar players and like nobody knows about them. Well, I, I think that's true. And f- from time to time now with like people having Instagram, they they are starting to right. th- that's kind of coming out into the open. Now, there's another guy. Uh, ugh, what's that guy's name? Ariel Posen, something yes, like that. That guy's amazing. really great, too. So now there's these guitar the guitar heroes are starting to show up in, in social media. Um, but Emma, okay, let's let's get back to Emma's greatness. Emma is a virtuoso, I oh, guess you could gosh. say. And uh, she has been playing guitar since... I started at six. Six years old. Um, one of the really cool things that I got to experience is that Emma, at one point, wanted to go to Berkeley School of Music. Yes. And earned herself a summer scholarship right she did that and then the next year earned another scholarship correct yes so the first scholarship i earned was for their five week long summer program and it's where you go you stay on campus you're there for five weeks and you take classes a little bit closer to the mic so. yeah so okay. uh, Sorry. then the next scholarship that i had was for their guitar sessions program the next year so that's a week long just guitar intensive because the one before that was all instruments. Right. So I was super lucky and, you know, managed to get those two scholarships. And then from there, I feel like that's what really helped me right. to get my, my scholarship for school school. So I want to hit, hit on that as well. But if, for those of you who don't know, as far as music schools, there's a handful of music schools in the country that are very, very uh, well-known and renowned, right? So Berkeley is one of them. John Mayer happened to yes. uh, have been in Berkeley classes for like a semester or something like that. Um, but the one thing that you should know is that it's very, 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 very expensive to go there. It is. So my understanding is that you have wanted to go to Berkeley for your your whole you I, know my life. existence. Um, and but it was going to be dependent on you got to get a scholarship. Right. So you earned the Lee. Retner's Six String Theory Scholarship, right? That's correct. Okay, so I tried to do a little bit of pre-research, but explain what that is. So Berkeley is complicated and like this magical force of nature where you just never know what they're going to do or how they're going to give out their scholarships. So whenever I was, you know, doing everything I could to try to get all of that together, you know, I entered a competition that one of my teachers won about 10 years ago called the Lee Rittenauer Six String Theory Competition. And um, it's a global competition. Thousands of people enter and uh, the winner receives, well, one of the finalists will receive a full tuition scholarship to Berkeley. So I was like, well, I might as well, you know, shoot my shot. And I was, you know, one of the youngest people that entered. um, And I, you know, had a really cool experience, you know, getting to talk to Lee Rittenauer. He was kind of a guitar legend back in seventies and the eighties. He won a couple Grammys and he's just a really cool guy. So I did my Berkeley audition for the school 
and that uh, was, you know, just I had to go in and play a piece of my choosing and did an interview or whatever. And um, that kind of entered me into the Berkeley scholarship, you know, pool. And then I also did the separate Lee Rittenauer competition. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a scholarship from Berkeley uh, that pretty much covered all of my tuition from just my audition with them. But then I ended up uh, receiving the the scholarship from Lee Rittenauer. So that replaced my my other scholarship. So how does it work? Do you, you said that you went in for your audition. Do mm-hmm. you, do, does everyone have to go physically to Berkeley to audition or can you send something in? Well, they do kind of an online screening first. So I built a website and I sent in all these videos and, you know, essays and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, and then after that, they have you do an in-person audition, but you don't have to always go to Boston. So they have kind of a touring faculty. So uh, Eddie and I actually went to Dallas. He brought me for my audition, and um, I did my audition in Dallas. Wow. Well, I, I know that that is very, very, very complicated to do. I mean, it, the amount of people that uh, try to get into Berkeley as far as getting a scholarship and, and this Lee Rittenauer. So... Before we move on from that, though, the, the six-string theory, he is a guy who has created books and, and videos, right? Yes. That's kind of where this comes from. Um, I'm tr- uh, it's kind of like the modern-day, I guess, Mel Bay, I would suppose. you say? Yeah. So for those of you who aren't guitar players, Mel Bay, when, when I started playing guitar, it's kind of the standard. You take your guitar lesson, you meet your guitar teacher, and the first thing they do is say, get this book, and it's Mel Bay's whatever edition was the edition at that time and it's very very simple stuff da 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 stuff like that that kids don't like to really do but you got to do that to start so that's kind of where uh lee rittenauer's and i hope i'm saying that name correctly um that's kind of where that's coming from there's a beep happening and i can't tell where it's from it's probably facebook on my computer so that is never fun it's the facebook trolls they, mm, yeah, they're trolling now, fights. and I'm going to do, do not disturb my phone, which is another thing. Um, so um, I also want to talk about the people in this room with you. Yes. Because they're in, very important to your timeline. They are. So I know Edward. <laughs> Eduardo. Yes, I know Edward. I'm still here. From <laughs> from Emma. Yes, we met, um, we met through, uh, through Emma dragging me to forcing me to, to <laughs> attend your shows at every opportunity that we were available to do so. Well, I, I got to tell you, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but this is just the way it works, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie is a local legend and everybody in town oh, man. wants to play, wants Eddie to play fiddle for, for them. It's true. And I did not know this just because I wasn't, necessarily in the fiddle circle no the, the what it really boils down to is you you love the cello and so violin is like a, it's like as if they don't even exist that's not true <laughs> i do love cello a lot a lot but that is not true necess- so he's saying that because all right so let's just go over <laughs> eddie here real quick eddie plays the fiddle which is technically the correct uh scientific Fiddleus, yes, Edwarditis, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I am the fiddleist of the yes. What you said. So, you know, it's violin for some people. It's fiddle around here, and he's also a wonderful singer. 
Oh, wow. Um, I knew that he was a great <laughs> guitar player, but I didn't get how badass you were until the other night where you set a guitar on fire almost playing <laughs> at Emma's good farewell party. Well, yeah. And now I know that you played the cello yeah. <laughs> because you have played the cello for me. Well, because I thought after Emma, t- you know, drug me to your shows and, and, and forced you to for- listen, for- taped to his ears open. Yeah. yeah. And at, at first I didn't get it. I was like, Emma, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. We would scream the songs I do EP while yeah. Eddie taught me how to drive yeah, back and forth from school. Oh man, this is true. And so, but I, I, once I realized that you, after talking with you in person, Tom, I realized that, you love cello. You, I don't know that I would use the word hate for violin, but something close to that. It's not true at all. <laughs> but because I, I found out that you loved the, the cello so much, I decided, like, that's my way in. And that's my ticket. If I'm no, gonna... your way is in. You're in. <laughs> you're in. If and I'm, I'm going to be in the Tom Meany band in any capacity. No, man, you're in. And you play whatever the hell you want. <laughs> you can play the accordion if you want to. Oh, man. Well, no. I know... Eddie as a ridiculous violin player. So he's not only, I mean, it's, it's, he's played with some great people in this town and I only, I can't even name them all. I know, but in in addition to this group that is sitting, which I haven't formally introduced them as a group, the troll smashers, Hey, Eddie has, uh, he's played for me. He's played with me. I shouldn't say he's played for me. He's played, we played a gig where he played the cello, which is probably not, common for you no i don't play very much you're the only person in austin that i've ever played cello so with. i feel pretty honored so by, that's by a that. special thing and i know that you've played with jamie and her band on some pretty cool stages including um the long center yep for we, black fret we did a black fret event um I, i've done my favorite jamie shows though are like like me and her at radio coffee and beer yeah like you know, and we just, we just get down. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and there's yeah. a lot of video out there. Of yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Those that's yeah. Yeah. Playing with Jamie's amazing. Um, Emma uh, wrote along with me one time I was playing with Jamie. With the we, Kessler. Yeah. We played the Kessler oh, wow. opening for shiny ribs. That was so wow. fun. So it was, we just got to be backstage and just hang, you know, and, and, and that, you know, that to me is like, that's where it's at. Well, and the hang. city, the people in the city know who you are in that, you know, the last couple of years, at least you've been nominated for Austin Chronicle best string player. This is a true statement yes. as well. And I love that. <laughs> and I love that. And I'm going to do what I need to do to make <laughs> that happen this yeah. year. I mean, you know, see that on the table? Yeah. This right here. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> First place 2019. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, That's all I got to say. Yeah. Coming at you. Yeah. Don't worry about what I'm talking about on the table. <laughs> Um, so Eddie and Emma and Kimberly are in the troll smashers, which we'll, we'll hear from here in a second, which is makes, I'm very excited about that. But I also want to talk about Kimbo slice. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Kimberly Zelnicki. Now let me tell you kind of a, my personal, uh, background story with the knowledge at least of Kimberly, because Uh-oh. we just met <laughs> on Friday, but it feels like I've known you forever. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but (laughs) it's Sunday now. So we just met a few days ago, Friday, um, at the party. Um, a long time ago, I worked at a place called Cisco systems. And one of my coworkers is Kimberly's brother. 
and he had been bragging about you That's on a daily on a daily basis. Because at this time, I wasn't even really playing out. I was just kind of um, recording uh, cover songs and putting them on YouTube, and I hadn't done any of the you know Kerrville stuff or any of that yet. But uh, so anytime I would talk, would, I would always talk about music. But your brother would bring you up and. And so at, at that time, all I knew was that you were young and very, very accomplished. Um, I, I, what's the word for a young uh, superstar musician? Uh, Troll. Prote- <laughs> <laughs> Is it protege? Protege or something like that? Virtuoso. Virtuoso. Yeah, let's yeah. go with it. All right. <laughs> okay. So that's what I knew. And then... Uh, a few years later, as I started to play more and uh, got invited to um, the Blue Rock Studios songwriters, Blue Tuesdays is what we call it, where there's a handful of us that uh, would write a song each week with uh, Billy Crockett over at Blue, Blue Rock. And Patrick Conway is one of the other writers. He's a good dude. Yeah, he really is a good dude. Uh, he also, in addition to being a, a great singer-songwriter and musician, he uh, happens to be one of the engineers over there at Blue Rock from time to time, and he does some of their audio recording, but also does some of the production when they have um, concerts that they record. And um, he was in a group called Lost. Is it The Lost or Lost and Nameless Orchestra? I think it's whatever you want, Tom. Okay. <laughs> You get to decide right now. Okay. Well, we're going to call it Lost and Nameless Orchestra, (laughs) which you joined when you were 11. Does that sound about right? Yeah, 10 or 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So world-class musicians, (laughs) you know, just destroying Austin and the rest of the state. And in 2012, you were the Old Settlers Youth (laughs) Talent competition winner oh man i forgot about that (laughs) you're but you're very much involved with old settlers or did you just do that or you do you have you done it several years i had done it a couple years in a row and Mm -hmm. then in 2012 i was the winner so then in 2013 i got to go back and like play with a a kimberly band okay well that's Mm -hmm. really cool Mm -hmm. i mean i i all i know about old settlers is that all my friends try to play and nobody ever gets in I think I only know one person. Is it Jamie? Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you play multiple instruments. I try. Bass. Yes. Ukulele. Sometimes. Piano. Yeah, I'm proficient. Violin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Does that mean she's more than proficient at piano? I don't know. (laughs) Eddie's confused. (laughs) And you sing like a songbird. Oh my goodness! I've heard I heard this the other night. You guys Tom, have no idea what you miss it. when you don't get to go to a a get together at the at the Dean household. Um, but we're going to get to hear the three of you play a Troll Smasher song here in a little bit. But how did you guys get together? Ooh. Ooh, the Troll Smashers. Well, it started out as a duo. It was me and Emma. Um, Tell us how you met. Me and Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I w- I had just gotten back from a Tommy Emanuel camp the same day that I ended up at a show at Cherrywood Coffee. Uh, my friend AJ was playing and he got me up on stage. I played a song or two 
And then, well, from my perspective, after that, I saw Eddie's duo Fog and Bone play the same show uh, right after my friend AJ. And I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. Eddie was playing fiddle and Matt was playing mandolin and some harmonica. And uh, they were just killing it. They were playing Wood Brothers songs and I love the Wood Brothers. And so after that, I was like, I need to know who these people are. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so that was the first day we met. Um I remember meeting your mom that day for the first time also, and I handed her one of my cards and I said, well, back, I'm back up a little bit. So I was sitting at a table and I could tell that your mother was your mother because she was, you know, you know, that stance that moms take when, when they're filming their child from the audience, but they don't want to intimidate the child. So they're not going to get up from their seat, but they're going to lean forward as far as they can, <laughs> like halfway across the table. Right. Cause they're trying to get that close angle shot. <laughs> Anyways, that was Jen for like three songs. And I was just like, I was like, that's mom right there. That's mom. <laughs> that's mommy. And I introduced myself. I said, is that your daughter on stage? And Emma was about 13 or 14 yeah. and, and was, you know, playing finger picking style guitar and singing like a boss. And I was like, how did, how did she, how does she do that? Yeah. And I was just, I was, you said flabbergasted. That's where I was the first day I met Emma as well. And, um, I gave Jen my card and I said, call me in 10 years when you need a fiddle player <laughs> or a cello player <laughs> for an Emma world tour. Cause I am in. And, uh, and so that was, that was our, that's how we met. And, um, you know, we started, we got together and started working on some of those Berkeley videos. Yeah, Eddie helped me get my scholarship for my five-week uh, Berkeley summer program right. because I needed to send in videos, uh, and I play fingerstyle acoustic guitar, which means that that is something that is done in a very solitary <laughs> situation. <laughs> so uh, I was like... The, one of the requirements for a video was that I had to have an accompanist. And so I was like, what would go with solo fingerstyle acoustic guitar? Eddie Dickerson is the guy to go to. So I found that card from somewhere and uh, we uh, called him up and he we filmed a whole bunch of videos. We uh, had to film it live. So we went to a whole bunch of different open mics in Austin, <laughs> like the New World Deli. We did uh, Kick Butt Coffee. We yep. did Strange Brew. And we just kept doing it until we got a really, really good take. Yeah. And then that's what started the whole Berkeley thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in between the time that you met Emma... You've been you've become kind of a big brother figure. Yeah, well, because you know, we met and 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 then we started working on those videos. Leading up in the, there was a time in between though where I would run into Emma and Jen just randomly at the Ham Jam House where they would have concerts. Yeah, I would run into them at sometimes at Strange Brew for mm -hmm. certain shows. Um, where we, we were, we would find ourselves in the same places watching the same artists and, and it would always be like, Oh, it's you two again. Like, right. Oh, Emma and Jen, you know? And right. I, and so, you know, getting to know each other over like the course of a year, just gradually. And then when we started working on those videos, it was like, I just remember playing at those open mics and I realized I was like, when we play music, people love it. Yeah, they do. And I was, <laughs> and, and so I was smart enough one day to say, I was like, Emma, I was I was hesitant about it though because I you know I'm 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 thinking here like I'm never the last time I was in a band with a teenager I was a teenager <laughs> right okay? and that was uh, 1995 mm -hmm. and so uh, I said I remember one day I said Emma I think that we should start a band <laughs> <laughs> a 
exactly like that. And she was, she was like, I don't really know, but whatever. No, I was you know? like, duh. <laughs> so, so we start we started the Troll Smashers, yeah, as as the two of us. We played our first show opening for Barbara Nesbitt. At Tips. Oh, yeah. She just played with Ray yesterday. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. D- D- DJ Khaled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, they just had a show yesterday at uh, Very cool. at uh, New World Deli. Okay, yep. so you played that show. Yeah, that, that was the first night where we we decided on a you know we had been playing little slots and you know, opening for people and 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 uh, and just playing as often as we could. But that was the first night when we decided we need a band name. What's our band name going to be? And we decided it's the Troll Smashers. And so how oh, though? Man. Tell me, tell the story. <laughs> oh, where does this come in. from? Okay, <clears throat> so. There was one day that I was, I, w- I walked into my living room. I was living on the east side in Austin off of Paquito. And uh, right by the front door, there was this object that my roommate Bobby had fashioned the night before, very, very late at night in a very creative state. We're going to use the word creative okay. with air quotes. I got you. And um, he, he had fashioned this object that was, you know, three or four feet long on one end. It was this large metal spiral. And on the other end, it was about 50 nails headed in all different directions. And he had welded each nail one at a time to the, to this, to this metal bar. And I, he said it right by the front door. And I said, Bob, I said, Bob, what is this? And he says, that's a troll smasher. (laughs) And I said, well, Bob, what's that for? And he goes, because anytime somebody knocks on the door, you got to answer the door with the troll smasher. You never know who might be on the other side. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I like a troll. And he's like, exactly. That's much more violent than I had yeah. anticipated the answer to be. Yeah. So we, I was over at Paquito at Eddie's place and we were rehearsing one day and we were just sitting in his little back room. There was, you know, microphones and everything set up. And I think that was the same day he taught me how to play the Ghostbusters theme song on the bass, which was <laughs> the best day of my life. <laughs> and then after that, we were thinking, you know, we had that Barbara Nesbitt opening slot that night. We were like, we need to pick a band name. Yep. And I was like, hey, what's that thing by your front door? <laughs> and he said, it's a troll smasher. I said, that sounds like a band name. And then yeah. it happened. That's it. Wow. I'm so lucky to have that story mm. on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Because nobody knows that. Or at nope. least <laughs> nobody I know knows that story. Yeah, not many people no. do. And then, so how did Kimberly get into the mix here? Oh, boy. Well. Well, there was a time when I was playing in a band and Eddie was playing in a band and we were stacked up on the same bill. And Eddie saw me play and I saw Eddie play and Eddie had told me about this jam he had for only fiddle players. I believe he called it fiddle church. Fiddle church, yeah. And so I gave him my email and he put me on the list for fiddle church and I never got any emails. (laughs) And then like a couple months later, he said, hey, can you play this gig? We had a fiddle player, but she's moving out of town do you want to play this gig with me and my band, the Troll Smashers? And I was like, heck yeah, because you're awesome at the fiddle and I want to learn all your licks and steal them (laughs) and become better than you. So I took the gig and I hadn't met Emma. In fact, I didn't meet Emma until we were on stage playing the first song. Eddie came over to my house and he taught me all the songs in a very rushed way. And he knew what Emma sang and I sang a little bit and he figured out where I could sing and where he could sing. And he like imagined all the parts. And then somehow we got on stage 
and it worked. It worked so well. Yeah. <laughs> Our first show was probably like the best show we've ever it had. It really was. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was at the uh. Volstead and it was on that, just that small stage and the room, there was just like our friend, you know, a group of our friends were there and everyone in the room was like right there with us, you know? And, and it, I think that that night, you know, I think they could tell, and I'm sure we told them like, Hey guys, we've never done this before, but we're a band We're you know, we're adding Kimberly. This is new. And we just delivered. Yeah. yeah. I was on the left side. Eddie was in the middle and Kimberly was over there on the right. <laughs> and there were some parts where, you know, I hadn't heard Kimberly at all. I had yep. no idea who she was. We had just met and then we started playing mm -hmm. and, you know, we would go in with the harmonies that, you know, Eddie had imagined us to do. And so <laughs> there would be Imagine. moments where we would look over like outside of Eddie and stare at each other like, Oh my gosh, we sound great. It's working. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> and it was just so cool. And yeah. Eddie is a great, I, I noticed this the other day. Well, I've known this but i very very the other night at the party eddie is a great musical director uh -huh. yes. and he led i mean there had to be six or seven people in the on the back porch and then a couple people kind of swapping in and out and eddie basically was the uh band leader he orchestrated the orchestra it. yeah um and you're you're very entertaining you're a great uh, live entertainer. I was sober for the most part. Yeah. I was not after about <laughs> half of that night, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very uncommon for me. That's but, very true. Um, it was great to watch you kind of do your thing and um, to hear just in the backyard of a South Austin neighborhood world. I keep saying this, but world-class musicians. And it's funny because, you know, I saw some neighbors behind um, get on their porch to listen in. Yep. But it's just weird in this particular town, um, people m might take for granted what's happening. Like in this backyard on a Friday night in South Austin, there were musicians that could play anywhere in the world with mm. any band or, or orchestra. And here they are celebrating Emma's party and Emma's uh, congratulating her on her Berkeley scholarship and going off to school. So I get to be, I'm so lucky to get to step into that world from time to time. And not just in this circle, but in other things, because you meet so many great musicians in this town and nobody, and everyone takes it for granted because that now there's just so many great musicians that you have an option on a Friday night to be in 50 places that some of the best music in the world's being played. That's very true. Mm -hmm. All right. So. I want to hear some music. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do this. We're going to do this in a, I'm going to have to do some editing, but what we're going to do is we're going to break down for a second. And when we come back, we're going to hear a troll smashers song. And then we're going to hear later in the show an Emma song on something that she's working on. And we'll talk about that. So we'll be right back. This is James Jean. Listen to singer-songwriter with Tom Meany and his buzzing phone. Hey, Emma, this is Roger Blevins, and I just wanted to say congrats on uh, heading off to Berkeley. And uh, I know you're going to soak up everything they have to offer there and leave your mark on that place and come out the other side even more fantastic than you already are. Just know you got a lot of support and love coming with you from Texas and have a great time. All right, we're back. All right. So we're going to play a little song. 
that we all wrote, and this is called Cake. And the song is based on an old Southern saying that goes like this. You can be spoiled, but you can't be rotten like Tom Meany. <laughs> I was the one. You were the 
Man, that was really, really good. So let's do this. This podcast was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro, the world's first fully integrated podcast production studio. Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out, the Roadcaster Pro is all you will ever need. Find out more at road.com slash Roadcaster Pro. Okay, we're back. Emma Dean, you're going to play an Emma Dean song now. I am. All right, and then we'll talk more about your current project and what's happening prior to you going off to school. Um, what is this song called? This song is called Geometric Kind. All right, let's do it.
That was so beautiful. Yay! I, I'm gonna put like uh, a thousand people clapping. I'm gonna edit that. Hey Emma, this is Christina. I'm just letting you listen to Tom to let you know that I'm so excited for you and all the adventures you're gonna have up in Berkeley. I'm so so happy that we get to be Northeast neighbors in a way, and I cannot wait to visit you in Boston and just hear about everything that you're gonna do. I'm so excited for you, sweet girl. I can't wait to see you shine. That was Austin singer-songwriter Christina Cavazos. Hey, we're back. Emma, tell us about that song. So that song, Geometric Kind, is one that I wrote about people kind of having, like, conditional love. You know, like, not the kind of love that, you know, just you give because you want to. It's like, you know, I'll love you if you do that and if you do this for me and if you want to, you know, abide by all of my conditions and rules so it's kind of about that it's not, a beautiful not needing song someone really really nice this is this so this is a po- a songwriter podcast and um when i first met you you weren't necessarily or at least i wasn't hearing songs that you were writing you're playing covers which is how most people kind of start that's how i right. started and then i would talk to you from time to time all right what's going on <laughs> with your songwriting and then um, then I started to hear some songs that you were making, one of which was the one that we played at the intro that was on the Troll Smashers EP. Right. And now you're starting to kind of evolve, and I'm seeing that. So when I went and saw you play at the Volstead last month, yes, I got to hear some songs that were new. Mm-hmm. And what I'm noticing is you're starting to find your voice and starting to find your sound. And there's some soul elements that I can, I can hear where, you know, maybe some of your influences are kind of creeping out, which is awesome. Cough, cough, David Ryan Harris. Yeah. Cough, cough. <laughs> and so it's really cool to see, you know, someone who I consider like a little sister who was just even when I met you at 14, you were far more, uh, you had, you surpassed me, uh, guitar wise. I could never imagine being in that universe, but now to hear that you're writing wonderful songs and also your voice has kind of, um, you're finding your, your voice. And when I said voice earlier, I mean, voice, not necessarily like the sound that's coming out of my head, but voice (laughs) as in things that you talk about when you write songs, but also your physical voice has changed. And I've heard runs and things that you're doing super soulful stuff. (laughs) My voice teacher is an angel. She has gotten me through the teenage awkward years of singing. Yeah. Like a trooper. Well, maybe give her a plug because you're doing that. She's doing a hell of a job. Miss Susan Fernandez has been my savior in a lot of situations. She's taught me how to sing through a flu and anything else in the world. And I'm super grateful to her for making me a lot less terrified about singing. Well, in she's general. done a fan- fantastic job. Not, but, I mean, I thought you were a great singer at 14, but I have definitely heard the evolution of your voice. Um, but man, just to hear some of those runs and you guys will get that when you go and see her live one day. And hopefully when she's a superstar, superstar, <laughs> you'll get to hear those runs or when she comes back from school or if you catch her maybe playing something out in the Berkeley area, yeah, um, you'll be able to hear her play. Hey Emma, it's Lonnie Trevino, or as you like to affectionately call me, Mr. Lonnie. It's been a joy to watch you grow and uh, become such an amazing 
musician, songwriter, singer. And I know that uh, this is only the beginning for you. And uh, I want to wish you luck on your new adventure uh, going uh, to school. And I know you're going to knock them dead. I wish you nothing but the best. Travel safe. And uh, we don't forget us when you become huge. Um, okay, so you have had some really high-profile people involved in your life as far as kind of taking you under their wing or um, just mentoring you. And one of those people is Tommy Emanuel. How yes. did you... So for those of you who don't know, Tommy Emanuel for a guitar player is one of the gods, uh, especially acoustic guitar. He does things with an acoustic guitar that are um, very hard for me to explain. Um, <laughs> me too. It's, it's, you know, acoustic guitar is harder to play than an electric, and some people that don't play might not realize that. One of the reasons is that the tension on the strings is different on an electric. It's The electric guitar strings are almost springy. I mean, they're just very bendy and, and not as tight as on a acoustic guitar, but also the strings are higher off the neck. So it's harder to play. It's like doing a backflip off of a trampoline versus a hard floor. That's the That's only great, way that I've been able to explain it. What a it. wonderful way to explain that. Right? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Um, but Tommy Emanuel is a uh, legend in acoustic guitar playing. He's from Australia. And uh, so, okay, how did you meet Tommy Emanuel? So I became a fan of Tommy Emanuel. Um, Early on, I was probably nine or 10. I just stumbled across some of his YouTube videos and I've studied classical guitar since the age of eight. And so that has a lot of the same elements in it of, you know, finger style and, you know, guitar technique and all that kind of stuff. So I found the videos and I was like, hey, I wonder if I can figure that out. So there was one song called Antonella's Birthday. That was the first one that I learned um, that I figured out from the YouTube video that's up on YouTube. And um, I convinced my mom to bring me all the way to Newberry, South Carolina uh, for a Tommy Emanuel masterclass because I wanted to be there. I was the only girl in the room. I was the youngest person in the room and I was terrified of the whole thing. But there were only about 60 people there um, and Tommy was kind of sitting on a stage at the front of the room and at the end of the masterclass, you know, he had kind of just been taking questions and, you know, showing people things and whatever. But at the end of the masterclass, he said, does anybody want to get up and play a song with me? So I shot my hand up nice. in the air. I was like, I, this is do or die, Emma. You're either going to, you're going to fail horribly or, you know, this That's could be really That's the right cool. attitude. A lot you know, of people was, don't do that, but it's, it's people that become something are the ones that shoot their hand up. Like I was that. ready to be humiliated and humbled, you know, because he is such an amazing uh, guitar player. And I've learned to, you know, know that he's an amazing person as well. And he's so helpful and willing to tell you anything you want to know about uh, his playing or tips or things that he's learned. So I got up and I played that song, the first song that I'd learned of his called Antonella's Birthday. And uh, there's actually a YouTube video of it. Uh, it's just under Emma Mosley, Emma Dean Mosley, and Tommy Emanuel, Antonella's birthday, of that masterclass. Oh, nice. And it's really cool because you can see him, like, looking back and forth at his manager while we're playing it together. <laughs> and it was really, really neat. So he showed me some little things that, you know, he would have done differently and, right. and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, I attended a few of his camps um, and... 
uh, he was just really generous with his time and, uh, and knowledge with me, with sitting down and showing me things and playing with me. Um, and then I started going to a convention in Nashville called the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society Convention. It's a mouthful. Um, and he is a huge kind of staple person in those conventions. And so getting to play with him and, um, you know, being around people like Fred Gretsch and, you know, some of the old Allman Brothers members and all that, like all in one hotel, you know, is just such an inspiring environment. And I've been really lucky to kind of grow up and, you know, learn a lot from, from him. Right. Well, I think that, um, I, I'll definitely link to that video in the show notes. Cause I want everyone to be able to see that. I but. think I was 13. Wow. 13 or 14. Emma, well done achieving the full scholarship at Berkeley. So many great musicians have come through Berkeley, and I know it's going to be the adventure of a lifetime for you. Take care of yourself and your talents. Listen and learn all the time. Work hard and have fun along the way. Hoping I'm around to see the next chapter in your career. All the very best, Emma. Love and support always. Tommy Emanuel. So Emma, you are currently working on a new album. Yes. This is outside of the Troll Smashers. It is, even though Kimberly is on it and Eddie will also be on right. it probably. It's funny, you're you've already you've already got your own solo ventures. Um, and so what's tell me about this album. So this album is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So this is gonna be probably a five or six song EP. Um, and it's just all about me going back to where I'm from. Uh, Baton, ba I'm from Baton Rouge, but I lived in Mississippi for a long time. And my first guitar teacher, Jeremy Spears, was such a driving force in my learning how to do everything <laughs> in music. And so I've been going and recording this album with him um, and, you know, writing all the songs on my own and all that kind of stuff has been a new venture for me because I've been doing Troll Smashers, you know, stuff with these guys. So. Having to do it on my own is new. Is there a estimated kind of time of when it's going to be done? December, January is when I am planning on having an EP release show in Austin, Texas. So Ooh, nice. stay tuned for all right. what all that will be. Okay. Well, so I, I am going to give you guys a treat. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to just play a little clip of one of the songs that Emma's recorded. Uh, keep in mind that it's not fully mixed, but it she's she's given me permission to play just a 30-minute clip, and it sounds so good. So we all have something to look forward to and a, a, an album to uh, look forward to purchasing later as well as a show to go to at some point at the end of the year. Emma Dean! This is Wes Collins uh, congratulating you all the way from North Carolina. It's so amazing and yet unsurprising that you uh, got a scholarship to Berkeley. Take care of yourself and we will see you soon, I hope. But also uh, uh, local guys like um, uh, Van. Yes, Van Wilkes. And yeah. you're, you're friends with him. You're, you're, he's friends with your family. Right. I mean, so I saw him at the party. But so how did you guys meet him? Um, so when I moved to Austin, I had just turned 13 and my mom and I were, you know, checking everything out. And we stumbled in on uh, Van playing at Strange Brew, which is one of our favorite places, after I had just played an open mic at Freddy's. So I had my guitar with me and mm -hmm. I walk into Strange Brew. We catch like the last 20 minutes of Van's set. And um, I had known about Van for a long time. I'd always been a fan of his playing. And so after the show, I just walked up, I walked up to him and I said, you know, hey, I've really enjoyed your show. You know, I'm Emma and I play guitar too. I think that's all I said. 
And um, he said, come sit outside with me and play something for me. Um, and so I did, and we played a little bit right outside on the concrete little, you know, picnic-y tables outside of Strange Brew. And he said, you're going to come and play with me next Tuesday here at Strange Brew. So come to my studio. We're going to rehearse some stuff. And then from there, he really just has been an amazing mentor and teacher wow. and taught me a lot and brought me to lots of cool places. And See, it says something about you, though, in that for the most part, it, it you know, somebody who's established like that, even if he's impressed by somebody's playing, doesn't have the capability to invite everyone. And I think a lot can be said about your the way that you're so very humble, right? Your mom did a great job. Thank you. And I've been saying that for the last few years. I mean, anytime that, you know, I've brought you up to play a song with me and I've opened for you guys at Volstead before, but um, you're very humble, which makes you a very likable person a very easy uh, person to hang around because um, there are people that are young that are great musicians and they know it and you just want to kick them right off the stage. I just, <laughs> I, mean, I, I know I have a lot to learn, you know, and you, I have a, a long way to grow. And I think that having the teachers that I've had growing up, um, you know, they've really just made sure that I've always been aware that there's always so much more to learn. So I think that, you know, well, I think that's real. a that's definitely a good message to end the show on. Um, real quick, though, so what happens with the Troll Smashers? Are we going to have some Troll Smashers reunion shows, like when Emma comes back for Christmas break and Absolutely. things like that? Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, to. Yeah. yeah, I would hope yeah. so. Just watching you guys play in this room, um, I noticed that you guys have great communication that's happening like in between, you know, silent communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that was such a beautiful song. And I know like the last song, I know that you guys hadn't done that together. Maybe very often, if at any point, maybe twice. Yeah. yeah but the communication that was going on here that I got to see. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's kind of pantomiming it, but it was, uh, brilliant i mean and and so i guess it takes that kind of i don't have that kind of experience because i haven't played in a band in so long but to see what you guys uh do and how you communicate and that was just really beautiful i'm very very lucky that you guys all were able to come here emma this was um my uh you know i'm selfish in having you do the podcast but i wanted to to uh say farewell in this way and also, I wanted to introduce you to people that may not have heard you that are picking up the podcast in other areas um, that don't know about how special you are and how much this town loves you. With how uh, much you have inspired and helped my playing and growing along the way, and, and Austin has been such an amazing and welcoming community. I mean, I wouldn't be songwriting if it wasn't for you. So well, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool thing to be here now. Well, I'm going to miss you, Emma. But I'm, I'm not going to be sad because I know that I'll see you on the next holiday or yes. whatever. Um, Edward, thank yeah. you for being here. <laughs> yes, Tom. I Tom. love you, Edward. Tom Amaeus. <laughs> Kimberly, it's been a pleasure meeting you the other day and finally getting to uh, put a name to the face and hear you play and sing. Um, I'm just so happy that I finally got to meet you. Tom, you rock. <laughs> So we're going to say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Singer Songwriter with Tom Meany. Keep listening. Subscribe via any podcast app. And uh, you can always email singersongwriterpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Have a good one. 
Hey Emma, this is Ray Prim, aka Shamrock Defibrillators, aka Prim Shady. Congratulations on getting into Berkeley, girlfriend. You deserve it. You deserve it. Um, go up there and represent. Come back. Make us proud. Um, oh, and bring me something back. Holla. KTOM, Buda.